the comic book pit. Okay. is a massive zoning violation. That is what's going on with the pool. Um, so we got back on Sunday. We went and saw my parents. And there was a letter from the borough. Oh. It, funny enough, it was listed as second notice, but it was the first. So that was fun. Massive typos all over this order, this notice. Like, it's printed on the nice, like, cotton paper. Mm-hmm. So you know it's official. But it was just like typos out the ass. Um, so what it boils down to, the glorified kiddie pool is just high enough to count as a proper swimming pool. Uh, but it's low enough that I have to build a fence to go around it. Like if it were at, it's 30 inches high. Mm-hmm. Or 48 inches high, you could just put like a ladder on it that locks. Oh. Because the fence has to be 48 inches in height. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. Yes. So it's tall enough for the neighborhood kids to get in and drown. Yes. Yeah. Evidently, the inspector general of North Urban Borough lives on the, the other street, like behind us at the bottom. And, every, and someone's word got out, like everyone like came up with their story of, having to deal with the zoning inspector. I was like, oh, that's great. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, so this, it, it, this pool was literally a pain in my neck because that's like when yeah. my neck started hurting was when I put that thing together. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I did, but it's kind of thing where I'm getting like, I get like headaches from it. I thought it was like my sinuses acted up. Oh. And my, as I went to the chiropractor last night, like I regularly do, I was like, ah, oh, neck's acting up this time around. And you get a watch, like that can trigger headaches like behind your eye and stuff. I was like, yes. It has. I thought that was my sinuses. It's this muscle in my neck that's just like turned on me. Yeah. Who knows? So if I'm just like this, <laughs> I took ibuprofens, I put the biofreeze all over it. It's starting to kick in. I was a miserable fuck about 20 minutes ago, but <laughs> I'm starting to be. Well, I'm still miserable, but. <laughs> Like, I'm the I'm enjoyable just, brand of miserable. I'm just mad. <laughs> so, so if you, uh, I guess, prior to the 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 fence requirement, was was the pool meant like once you built it, was it going to stay up permanently, or like were no. you going to take it down at the end of the season? I take it down. It's a temporary thing. Yeah. So now, if you put a fence up, I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. Now, yeah. <laughs> so I got is a it, fenced in square of my yard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we said that too. Like, it's not a real pool. Like, yes, it has a filter, but it's just deep enough that it counts. So now I got to put something around it. So now I got to, I have, so she got paperwork for all the, like, the permits and shit. Mm. I have to, like, draw 
I guess draw on graph paper. She's like, do you even have graph papers? Like, I have the iPad. Yeah. Like, I can draw. It has lines on it. Like, yeah. So I have to like draw to scale, like uh, a re- rendering of the proposed area. And then I guess the guy's got to come up and she's like, well, we got to go to the store and get this stuff. I was like, I don't want to spend more money on this shit and have this guy come up here and just be like, no. I was like, right. what am I gonna do with it? I could just right. see, I could just see this, the the drawing. It's it's literally a square with a circle in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to scale. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll do. I'll, I'll get that. Um, uh, what do they call that one grid? Shit, I don't know. It's the one where it goes at the angle. Like it's good for if you want to draw like an overhead view of a cubicle or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Not the two D grid, but like that other one, which name's escaping me right now. At any rate, I'll, I'll I'll really bust it out. But I just have tempted to take like a like a Google uh, map photo of the the our lot and then like draw over that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I kind of just want to like go like full out just to be a prick. Right. <laughs> I do like a computer like rendering of this thing. <laughs> No, it's yeah. obnoxious. I, it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, and and you should you should do like a little computer rendering of of the of the inspector like face down in your pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't know how that got there. That's yeah, weird. That's weird. Yeah. Like, it's a good thing I put up like, that fence. This, yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. This you is could, what would happen? Yeah. Drowned in the. <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk to the guy. Susan talked to the guy, and at one point he said he referred to it as his neighborhood. I'm like, oh really? I thought I lived in oh. North Irwinboro, not North Dickheadboro. But <laughs> so he's like, I can't know. have a kid drowning in my neighborhood. I'm like, all right. Like, have you seen the kids in this neighborhood? It's not a big loss if one does. <laughs> so that's where. Get that in recording. Oh yeah. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> We're gonna use that for uh, your anti, you know, campaign. You know. <laughs> it's a good bookend with the vote, last episode. Vote, <laughs> vote Jared Catherine for city council. Yeah, care you know, I tell you, I tell you that I was in a runoff for the borough council because I what I, did you write I, your name? In? I did, and then Susan wrote my name, and and so my two votes put me like in a three-way tie for a third for the third and final. Oh, that's Can't awesome. see. Yeah. Was Joe Waz one of the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> Do you live in the he, he does that. He, he actually won a seat in Penn Hills once. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. I got a. It was it was last fall, so it was my last November's election. Okay. Then, like in December, I got a letter from like Westmoreland County, telling me what had happened and that there was going to be a. Uh, a tiebreaker by casting lots. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds so dramatic. And then, like, I saw it on the news, and it's kind of just like Yahtzee. Like, it just like, <laughs> it's like a Yahtzee cup with dice. And then it was just like, pick a number, and like, you, if, or whatever. I don't know what it was that they actually cast, but it looked like they, it, it honestly did look like a Yahtzee cup. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. So now I'm kind of now now I almost like wish I had, because a this is what pissed me off. 
we had looked at their web, the borough website for zoning because I had been entertaining the idea of putting a shed up. Yeah. I had been entertaining the idea of building a shed, but after the shelf debacle, I know that's not going to happen. <laughs> so now I'm entertaining the idea of buying a shed. And so I looked into it and like I, I saw that a shed does require a permit and I saw what the the requirements are as far as like where you can stick it and everything. Mm-hmm. And but a pool is not listed at all. Oh. Like there was no way to know. So like they Q Admiral Akbar, Scott. It's a trap. Exactly. <laughs> and we're like, it's not on your website, or that's not our problem. I'm like, uh, it is. Yeah, it's somebody's problem. Put it on your website. You just put two little carrots and then like pull and just add it to the list. Like it's, you probably don't even have to do HTML coding. It's probably a WordPress thing, and you can just go in there and add it. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I wish I had become like a a council member. Then I could have been a corrupt one and just gotten away with this. You know, it's like and look, local government like that. It's like it's the it's the smallest amount of power that goes to people's heads. Oh yeah, you know it's it's crazy. It, it spoiled me on living here. Like I'm like, you know what? We're gonna grow that because when we moved in, I was like, I'm done, never moving again. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. Now I'm like, you know what? Let's just fucking move. Like we're gonna. <laughs> we've been lying to ourselves for two and a half years that this house was big enough, and it, it, assuming we expand, and that's the idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To have a you know and to bring to bring someone else into this organization. Yeah. Right. And I was like, and I, from Jump Street, like when we looked at this house, I was like, how am I supposed to raise a teenager in this house? Like, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let's just move. Let's go, so, go to a, a more uh, pool tolerant uh, municipality. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're going. Yet. Countryside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got my parents' house where they live which is out in the sticks, and I hated it growing up because it was out in the sticks, but I could put a fucking kiddie pool up. Uh, that's- Honestly, that's all. That's all. We, that's all we talk about. Like, it's, it's like we want to move, but we're like, we want to move so far out that we would want to be just home. You know, work from home from now on. Like, I you, think you, just, you could go to Ohio, Scott, because it's like the wild west out there. That's what we want. We're like, we want to go to Ohio. Wow. To get away from. And it's not know? that far. Like you can probably. No, no it really isn't. <laughs> You go to the top floor of your house, you can probably see it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we're in the mountains and it's flat. Um, Ohio's flat. It is flat. Yeah, mostly flat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just. I was like, if say I had like had to go into the office once a week or something and work from home, and that was guaranteed. I think I'd make that a serious consideration. What's that? Um. The Burb of the Berg. Uh, yeah, Dan, do you know you've lived here all your life? I'm sure you've seen the commercials. Something, something, Ohio. The Burb of the Berg. Uh, oh. There's, there's a town in Ohio. It's like across the border. Jeez, hmm. I mean, so I was, someone out there is yelling at it. Steubenville. Steubenville. I think it is Steubenville. <laughs> okay. The Burb of the Berg. <laughs> Steubenville, though, I got I, sorry to Steubenville people, but like when I go out there, and we do go because it's only 20 minutes from here, but when we go out there, it feels like you're on the edge of the earth, and it's like the it's like you know the Langoliers are eating you know everything <laughs> around you. 
Like you're in the Walmart and you feel like that's it. Like there's nothing else beyond that point. And I'm like, we just have to go turn around and go back to where we came from or like, we're not going like you can't go anywhere else. Like, like that movie, uh, the mist. If you, if you, if you leave the store, you're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. go to the uh, West Virginia panhandle. Yeah. Mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdton. Yeah, you're in the panhandle, so you're not like really in West Virginia, but you're like weird thin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they have a casino, don't they? They do. I yeah. think so, yeah. I'm over a little bit. Yeah. yeah. There you go. We should buy a compound out in like West, <laughs> West Virginia panhandle. <laughs> See, yeah, we can call it the comic book pit. CBP. We're still close. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Compound book pit. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, land is cheap out there, and so are houses. So you know we can make this happen. That is yeah. true. <laughs> we gotta, um, we got to fire up. We got we, we got to get a Patreon going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fund a comic book pit compound. Our goal is $1.7 million. <laughs> I can't imagine the tiers would have to offer. <laughs> Naming rights to future children. Yeah. <laughs> Go swim in Jared's pool for a day. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry, Sean Atkins, but you're drawing sketches for the next 10 years for the campaign. All day. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Chain you to a drawing board. <laughs> did, um, did you guys discuss the Watchmen program on here? Um, I haven't. I haven't watched it. I thought didn't we talk about that? We did talk about it last time. Last time? Yeah. I think the three of us got together. Oh yeah, because I. Yeah, that's what got me into those storage wars. I think I was just getting. I just started it. You you said you just watched the first couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, I finished. I finished them last night. Okay. Ooh. Um, it was. It's interesting, particularly as like a, a sequel piece to Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching it off, and I found myself wondering at times, like, could this be done without using Watchmen as the as the the baseline? Um, at the end, it it did tie itself like sort of into the world of Watchmen, mm-hmm. much more uh, fully. Um. I enjoyed it. I I don't know if it if they would do se- sequels like subsequent seasons. I don't even know if it's necessary. I kind of feel like it's a it's a good one and done thing. Yeah, I think they already. I mean, after the first season, didn't they? I think they already came out and said that that was going to be it. Okay, that's that, good as it should be. What did you? Yeah, get? yeah. I kind of I'm 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 satisfied with that as a just a finite story. I, I applaud anybody in this day and age that can just walk away from something. Mm-hmm. Just, just um, say it and leave the stage. Also, here's my, my deep thought on it, too. Like, nine episodes is an odd number, not just in numerology, mm-hmm. but for a TV show. And I was like, ah, well, Watchmen was big on the nine-panel grid. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Not as clever as I thought. I see what's happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, sort of, sort of tying into that, um, I borrowed the 
first volume of Doomsday Clock on Hoopla. Mm-hmm. And not the one to read. What's I'll that? Borrow like the last F issue. That's all you need. Yeah, I, I, I'm really struggling to get anything out of it. it so doesn't get to the point until wait. How many issues is it? It's twelve. Well, it doesn't get to the point till twelve. I thought till ten is when they actually maybe eleven. Like, here, they're like, here's what it's about, and then you're like, oh, and then they're like, it's over. Potentially, potentially the end of ten, and yeah, I'll dial back. Like realistically, it may be like the last page of ten, and then all of eleven and twelve. Like you could probably just read issues one, eleven, and twelve, mm-hmm. and you're good. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, well, I already, I, 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 I already. Know. What's that? I thought there was some good stuff in there. I like the. It's interesting. I mean, like, like I mean, the art is um is I mean, this is some of Gary yeah. Frank's best stuff. Yeah, but the, just the writing—it just—it just felt very self-indulgent. Like it just—it's—it's—it's yeah. it, it's, it's cringy to to see someone try and ape Alan Moore's style. Yeah, and it's Jeff Johns who is not anywhere near that level. Yeah, it's like it's like if someone like if there's someone you know who doesn't swear. And and then they try to swear, and it it sounds really awkward. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. This is all full of f- f- horse pucky, yeah, <laughs> and balls, yeah. Um, like, like 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 the first time you ever heard your mom swear, and it sounded weird or something. Like <laughs> like what? You never met my mother, Dan. <laughs> um, but it just you, you know what I mean. Like just like the writing just felt very. Dis, like just disingenuine. Just he was fighting above his weight. Yeah. Use that metaphor. Yeah, or like some sort of like someone's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Watchmen fanfic comic. That's a good that's a good way of saying it too. Did um, you read it, Scott? Yeah, I did. I um yeah, it was like pretty much meandered for like ten issues and then it finally got to a point yeah. and then it was over. Yeah, yeah. It, it just meanders until Dr. Manhattan shows up. That said it, though, some it, of the meandering was, was interesting. I'll just, yeah, say that. no, there was, there was definitely some interesting things that they did but, like, but it, it could have this, this, it, I, f- I feel like, I mean, I haven't even gotten to the second volume, but I feel like just from reading the first one, this could have been a tight six issue. Yeah, story. Yeah. As, yeah. I'm going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it, spoil it, but I'm going to give oh, you some plot points. We've already did, talked about it on the show. Did so Firestorm blow up did that Russia yet or whatever the fuck he blows up? Did, did Firestorm blow up yet? No, I think that's in the later part. Yeah, not they, they, they show him in the first volume, but but um, no, there's no like nothing like that. Okay, well, that's probably how they'll kick off volume two. Cause that's that's like a mid midway thing where Firestorm blows up and Superman gets okay. blamed and then it just it just reinforces the the fact that I'm I'm really glad that I stopped reading this after the first couple of issues. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't have to, I mean, I, well, we we've paid for it. But the good thing is, it, you know, and the good thing is, is you're reading it all at once instead of taking like, what two plus years for it to come out. Yeah. Well, that, that was the other thing. That's why, like, uh, I think I read the first, after the first issue or the first two issues, I was like, no, he's, he's playing the long game and it's, and it's not good. So I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't do this. This is, this is my, and that becomes my criticism of 
DC is that problem of dragging stuff out because I wasn't buying other stuff because of that. You know, like I, mm. I was like, I'm already invested in like three or four titles that are these long era titles and they're, and they're trying to roll more stuff out. I'm like, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not buying another, you know, another long running book until yeah. these ones finish. It's like, you owe, you owe us this. So then I would just miss out on other things. I'm like, Oh, well, whatever, you know, and that's, I've, I've kind of blamed DC for that. Well, I, so. I tell you, this is, I, I've, I've already sung its praises, but I'll, I'll do it again. This, this is why I, I, I'm absolutely head over heels in love with this, uh, hoopla app because I'm, I'm getting the whole story. I don't have to pay for it. I mean, yes, it's like two years after, but I don't care. And, yeah. and I can just borrowing it virtually from my library. Um, I, I'm, I, I think because I, I never finished it, so I might go back and, and it's available. So I might go back and try reading um, uh, Heroes in Crisis again. Just that to, was one of the other just to say I, books. Yeah, just yeah. just to oh yeah, because remember they were coming out concurrently, oh, and I think I think we did one episode where we talked about both books. Yeah, um, I think that was a heat filled episode with Link or something. <laughs> Yeah. I remember seeing some. Stories. Yeah, yeah, I think I was. Yeah, yeah. But, I did not read Heroes in Crisis, but I did read Flash Forward, which is like from the pages of Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, I didn't read that either. So and kind of tied into what um, Boomsday Clock, mm-hmm. just a, a tab. But, I mean, I'll read it for free, but you know that. I think that's yeah, because then you, yeah. But um, like that's so, why, so you have it all at once, and then you didn't mm-hmm. plunk your dollars into it. Yeah. Like uh, what? What am I reading now? Oh, I, I think because I think I, I posted a picture of it. Um, the Kirby New Gods uh, reprint that was on Hoopla, and uh, the uh, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, the uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, the Hard Traveling Heroes saga were. Um, so that was pretty, you know, that's pretty good. And I don't know. It's just, uh, oh, and I, I read, <laughs> I finally read, uh, they, they had Superman year one on there. Um, is that the Frank Miller? Jr. Yeah. Jr. One? It, oh. it, it, here's what I have to say about that. It was a really interesting story. And, and there were a lot, there was a lot of the art that I didn't mind. It was an interesting story, but it was a terrible Superman story. Yeah. That's, that's one I didn't stick with. I think I just read the first issue. Yeah, I and, and it, through it at the store. It was only three issues, but I think they were like mm-hmm. double sized or something. Double like because it was yeah, it was only three issues, but they this like black label like album size or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah they're, but they're like the whole storyline. Stay tuned, Scott. That's <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> but like the whole storyline with him, I don't know how. Well, you guys said you didn't really read it, but like, no, you can tell me all about it. Well, yeah. it's just there's this whole storyline, like half the story is him like falling in love with this um, girl from Atlantis and wanting to live under the sea. And is it Lori Lamaris? <laughs> Who? Lori. Is it Lori? Did I say it right? Lori Lamaris, the, the mermaid. Oh, it's, I don't think she's ever really. Bullshit, well, Frank Miller. You had it right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure who it is. You didn't have to do any heavy lifting. You just had to <laughs> use the pieces on the board, <laughs> but 
It's an 80 year old character. You don't need to introduce any new elements. <laughs> if you need something, it's there. Just go in the back. Would like that disappoints me. <laughs> but the, like the 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 whole thing with him uh, joining the navy and being pretty much and like tapped to be like a navy seal, and yeah. I mean just so many far out. Like if it and again if this was like just an um. If this was like an like an indie comic of some like someone's like oh this is a, a super powered person who decides to do this this and this, it would be a really interesting story. But like I said, as a Superman story, I'm like this 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 is like bottom. Like if, if you're ranking all the Superman <laughs> stories, I would rank this dead last. It's it's yeah. But but again, like that being said, like I. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty critical of John Romita Jr., but this was actually pretty decent. John Romita Jr. He still can't draw children; they all look like bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. But but after the first issue where he gets out of childhood and uh, he's more of an adult, it's it gets better. I couldn't make it past that. I, I mean, it was just. I, I yeah. think it was actually part of the just the whole narrative of you know of him leaving Krypton and the way it was written. I was just like, oh. yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. He, like, yeah, that yeah. the that first issue was kind of really uneven. Yeah, it was it was really like that where they were like he was narrating it like he was a baby and he was narrating it. Yeah, and and I, I get that he's he's an alien. He's an advanced being like the idea of him already. He's, he's an infant, but he's already like forming thoughts and words. So I'm like, okay, that, that fine, whatever. But it's, but he's an, I feel he's still like an unreliable narrator. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, so your, your bona fides are a uh, suspect baby. Yeah. <laughs> An unbelievable narrator. Where, where? Let's see your credentials. <laughs> oh, you got a rocket? Big deal. <laughs> but I don't know. We 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 didn't. We never really did a proper opening. So I'll just quickly say That's true. that this is Comic Book Pit episode three fifty eight, and I'm Dan, and we've got Scott. I'm Scott. And Jared. <laughs> I'm a cranky old man. Well, I feel, I feel like when uh, Jared's on there, he's trying to bring the, uh, you know, figure it out, you know, into <laughs> the, the show. The, uh, a 50 minute cold open. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, spont- spontaneity. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, figure it out. Check it out on podcast. Yeah, yeah it, it's wherever uh, podcasts go to die. <laughs> Uh, come on, that was a good show you guys put in the together. podcast graveyard. We did a number. Yeah, of them. I was going to ask how many. How many did you guys do? I like, don't remember. I th- I'd have to look. It was was it sixty some? Maybe I was going to say was it like fifty or sixty? Somewhere in there. Yeah. I think the idea was trying to get it to seventy five, but then and then that's when that's what that's how Sean Atkins became a member of this program. Right. Because I was like, well, we're doing this. Why don't we just call? So why don't we just keep doing this, but we just call it that because this mm-hmm. program it, it was was in the, it was in a dry spot. So, the, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition, but it was the biggest shakeup since Marvel purchased Malibu. No, um, <laughs> no, or since uh, Marvel purchased 
Alien uh, Predator. Yeah. Alien Predator. Yeah. yeah, I was reading about that today. And That's so, crazy, dude. I saw someone comment that they thought it would be standalones, but yet the promotional art, which, hey, let, let's get this away. David Finch at Marvel. It's been a minute. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's. New Avenger, like 15 years since he's, I, I can think of him doing something Marvel related. Yeah, I think he's he's been doing a lot of DC stuff. But they and it, he's just credited as like a cover artist. So I'm sure he's. Okay. I think still he's just doing like yeah, he's still just doing promotional stuff. And I think it's yeah, it's just like the 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 image of a predator holding like the Iron Man helmet, which makes me think that they are going to incorporate them into into the world. Like, well, I mean, it, it it could go either way. I I could see them doing like. Because remember how they they would do some crossover? They did like Batman versus Predator, Superman Aliens. There was like a Green Lantern they were Aliens, like, like one shots, yeah, miniseries, like yeah. type stuff. Um, yeah, you remember though, um, Aliens versus Wildcats? Yes, where it actually that actually was in their continuity. That's true because it has it, it it had a lot to do with because that's because that's how like Stormwatch basically Storm, yeah. Like yeah, Stormwatch was kind of killed off in that story, right. which eventually led to the forming of the Authority. Right. That's was right. this still Image, or have they gone to DC by this point? It was Image. I it think. was still Image. This was still within yeah. the pages. That was the Image thing to make their crossovers count, like Spawn Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like shoelaces in the face thing. <laughs> face laces. <laughs> Good job. Thank ah. you. <laughs> I will say I didn't see this. I didn't see this article. I only saw the, you know, Dan, that you, uh, you know, so you were my news reveal. Yeah. Same. Um, but this has got to be hard news for Dark Horse because they lost mm-hmm. Star Wars. Also, I mean, and what two? Well, two well, they, or, well, it's been four years. Yeah. Five years well, well, then they lost the entire Whedon verse too. Yeah. Oh wow. And one editor's a uh, creeper. Right. And 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 uh, there's no more Hellboy. Maybe that's why he walked away. But oh, yeah. just use this creeper guy as as my like, excuse to get out. I don't want to say <laughs> no. You know, like, but McNola, I mean, maybe Nicole is like, ah, it's time to wrap things up here. You know, and back away. Was that was that the fallout? I just I didn't read full articles, but was that the well, yeah, no? No, Nicole's still involved. I mean, but I mean, same thing. But but. Well, I mean, but Mignola finished his run like officially, right? Like he Hellboy, did. he it, did, but there's still like BPRD and BPRD and Hellboy books that are still coming out because they just placed them on the timeline and they're like, well, there's still hmm. sort of stories to tell. Okay. But the final story is done. I mean, that's like the main story from yeah from the very beginning. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah, it's very done. Like it's, but new earth done. (laughs) Yeah, you know this this definitely kicks a a a few very strong legs out from under Dark Horse's table. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know what they've got left as far as it's time to dust off the next men. (laughs) (laughs) The next men. Maybe they can pick up you know some of those old Marvel properties. You know the old toy lines like Visionaries. You know, Rome, Space Knight, Heathcliff, you know, something. I, I feel <laughs> like. Bring back to Starline. Did you say Heathcliff? Star, 
<laughs> yeah, from Star Comics. Yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here's the new issue of Planetary. Planetary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Care Bears. Um, Alf. Alf comes back. Oh, oh yeah. There you go. So, um, I forget what I was going to say. I have a copy of Visionary Scott. Oh. It's in one of the boxes downstairs. I, I like that book I when I was a kid. The cover is drawn by like the guy that invented um, Sleepwalker. Oh. I didn't crack it open though to see if he does interiors, but I saw the signature on the cover. Oh, the Brett Blevins? The the art I I guess maybe I, I may that? be wrong. Booty Booty Budiansky? I don't oh, know. Oh, Bob Bud Budiansky. Buddy that guy. Budiansky. Well, he okay. wrote all. He wrote Transformers forever. He's a. That's his. You know, that's his claim to fame. I think is the sixty or so issues of Transformers before Simon Furman took over. Um, but he was writing all that, yeah, all those toy lines back then, except for except for GI Joe, which Larry Hama had, so and still has. But I, I feel but like not as far as like current stuff, I feel like the only thing Dark Horse really has going for it is um, Black Hammer as a franchise. Oh yeah, and but you know I feel like that's almost like more of a like a like a boutique comic, like it's kind of you know. It's it's not really gonna have mass appeal like Hellboy, right? No, even the Umbrella Academy is a dark horse, but that comes out like once a decade, right? Oh, I forgot that that was Dark Horse. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel other than Black Hammer, I really haven't read any Dark Horse comics in a long, long time. Well, they can bring back Barb Wire. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, they 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 didn't really they they tried to make a go of it with their um, what was it like their great something? What, what was their, their yeah, the greatest worlds or greatest yeah? What was their their universe was called comics greatest world's greatest, greatest heroes yeah, or the legend imprint or they had X they had the X guy um, ghost hold on ghost Adam Hughes Scott. Yeah, Adam Hughes doing Ghost, and then actually they did bring Barb Wire back for like four issues, and Adam Hughes did all four covers. So of course I bought those. I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> he's like, don't call me babe. There Dark Horse Heroes. Is that what it was? D H. No. Uh, comics, Comics Greatest World. There it is. Okay. Yeah, and, um, world was there. There was Ghost X, Barbed Wire, um, Will to Power, whatever that was. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> right for a revival. Um, yeah, I I picked this omnibus up at a well back when we were still shopping at comic book stores. I was going to say Ollie's, but I, I was uh, going to say Ollie's. <laughs> no, this was, I picked this up at, um, oh no, it was the last time um, NDC had a, uh, it was their free graphic novel day. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. and then like, like graphic yeah. novels were like, like then they had a bunch of cheap ones out there and I picked this up for a song. Todd's right off Saturday at the new dimension. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, whatever, whatever makes money. Hey, secret. Seiko warehouse sales still going on, right? I think till yeah, and it was ex- extended throughout this weekend, I think, or throughout yeah. the week. That's the offsite one. Yes. 
not the basement too. Correct. That's the warehouse. Have you guys ever been to the warehouse? Is this the new warehouse? Like the nice one that they built? Or is this another one? It's a warehouse that is, that he splits with another business, I believe. Uh, So it's not a hundred percent NDC, but they are, I guess they, they share the space and they, they vacate their stuff when needed. We we went to one of the offsite ones once, and it was like they they're basically like yeah, it's not no temperature control. Mm-hmm. It was cold, like it was a cold day. We were like oh yeah, going through boxes as fast as we could because yeah, yeah they like I, I've gone and there's you know in cold like it's it was like November, and there are heaters set up like throughout but it's a warehouse i mean it's it's got like 50 foot ceilings i mean it's like you you're not heating that place up yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um, you just take those pallets of profit number one and uh start a bonfire <laughs> you know but it's it's uh the the key is you know i was comfortable though i i dressed you know the key is to dress in layers and wear fingerless gloves that's yeah there you go that's what you got to do <laughs> And a nip of grandpa's cough syrup. That's right. <laughs> carry, carry a flask with you at all times. Uh, oh, but you know what they, but they, you know, Todd being Todd and, you know, being a, a, a generous guy, he was offering like free coffee for people. Yeah. So that'll warm you up if you're a coffee drinker. Dude. Um, I mean, Todd, Todd's has sprung for so many free pizzas, you know, at con. So, Hey, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If anyone's interested, the, uh, it's the, uh, the secret warehouse sale, not so much a secret. They just call it a secret warehouse sale. Cause it's fun to say secret warehouse sale, um, right. out in Elwood city, which is, what would you say? 20 miles outside of Pittsburgh. It's a, yeah. Okay. Give or take 25, 30 miles. Outside of Pittsburgh. It's, 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 it's up North. It's past Cranberry township, maybe by 10 miles or so. And, um, Everything is a quarter now, I think. Jesus, but so, not sorted, right? It, it, yeah, that's the thing. So you have to be, you have to love, you, you have to be into the for the thrill of the hunt. Yeah, because oh, nothing yeah. is, everything is unsorted. But I tell you what, man, I've, 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 I've got, some, I've gotten some gems up there. You know, and I just realized, if you guys keep talking, I'm going to grab some more books that I actually purchased this week. Okay. I totally forgot. You just reminded me. Like I say that, but for twenty five cents, it, you can't expect short. Yeah. Well, well, plus it's 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 a price point where you know you can find like if if, if you find like a a water damaged, um, you know, eighty page giant Jimmy Olsen, you know, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. It's like who cares? It's a quarter. You know, it's like. You can you can take a chance on 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 whatever. This came know. from the C three store. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah water yeah oh my god it's a it's a, a souvenir from the <laughs> from those days. Um, still, still has the icicles on it. Yeah yeah. Oh, talk about a cold store. That was that was a cold <laughs> store. All right. Speaking of dark horse and. It's just me going off on this on the topic here. But speaking of Dark Horse and Adam Hughes covers, mm-hmm. I found this. Uh, I 
viewers at home can't see it, but it's a Boba Fett cover that Adam Hughes illustrated. Nice. Eight bucks at the exchange. I think Dan, you posted about the exchange and how great sometimes you oh, can find comic books. I have it right exchange here. Stores. There you go. X factor. So I got this, this is a, it was $8 at, it's like a $30 book on eBay. I was like, yeah, nice. I'll take it. And then I, I got some other old star Wars that I was looking to find, um, that I usually look for at the Todd's basement sales, but I, I picked them up there and then check this one out. This is the actually star Wars number 73. Um, it says double jeopardy or something at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is the like the first comic book I ever bought, like when I started buying comic books, and oh, I just wow. I bought another copy because it was only three dollars. That's this cool. is um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on his name. This is our local dude, local artist, Ron, Ron Friends. Ron Friends. Oh, cool. Did these? He did these old Star Wars books, and he probably never wanted to admit that he's that old, but. <laughs> But I mean, it's, I, I just thought it was cool because I was like, oh my God. You know, when I was a kid, I was like, Ron Friends is a great artist. And then I moved to Pittsburgh and I was like, Ron Friends lives in Pittsburgh. I was like, holy crap. You know, so like for me, that was like a big exciting thing. You know, and now, you know, say hi to him at every show, you know. Yeah. Around and all that. Well, you remember remember the time we were doing one of our first live shows or, or live appearances at Phantom in Oakland, and he was sitting at the table right next to us. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like we were like recording an episode, and he would just like lean over every so often and like chime in on something. He'd have, you know? Yeah, he'd have little words of wisdom. Yeah, it was. I'm like, oh my god, that's hey, that's Ron Friends, everybody. <laughs> uh, Ron, yeah, Ron, just cool. Yeah. He's great. I, he's he's a he's a cool guy. Like once you get to, you know. Um, if you, you know, if like for me, like once I get past being like starstruck, I mean, you know, like to, to any other person, like Ron just looks like he's, he's just a normal dude. Like he, but like for guys like us, like, Oh my God, it's Ron friend. Oh yeah. You know, he's, he's comic book famous. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, he's in fact, one of the first, uh, not like, well, I, not to plug another show, but like, I think he was the very first interview that cartoonist kayfabe did. And I thought it, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a great interview. He, it was, a, he had a, he had so many interesting stories to tell about him getting into comics, about, you know, working at Marvel, just so many great stories. And like, I, I, I eat that up, you know, that was, it was great. Nice. Yeah. See, I feel intimidated. So I've only maybe said like three words to the guy. Sean's like, let's go to Ron Friends. I'm like, fuck out of here. I can't. Tell me to go fuck myself. Ron Friends. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. I actually think I got to know him better at like doing like the picks. Like he was at picks, I think, that first year. And I got to joke around with him more at that show than I was like, like, I'm not, I'm not anybody. I'm, you know. I mm-hmm. scribble. I scribble on paper, and these guys are professional artists. You know. Do you so. mean like the the, um, the storage unit picks? Like. Yeah. Oh. Like back then. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of. Uh, that was a great show. 
Yeah. I miss that was one show. of the best. We were ch- we've been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> yes, sir. That's so true. Now see how storage lockers play in. Now, yeah. Geez. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it took me. It all comes back to the story. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have to like stick around for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It pays off in the later story. Yeah. Later episodes. <laughs> Duke, yeah. did you see these rumors that they're going to retcon that last Star Wars trilogy? I've seen, yeah, I did see that. Are there some some sort of new force power that like taps into multiverses? They've been, you know what? Ever since they actually introduced that concept on uh, Star Wars Rebels, and ever since people have been using that as a um, a method, you know, to fix whatever they don't like, mm. um, you know, in their, you know, when the when the rumors go, um, yeah. But basically, yeah, you got me. Yeah, you just hit me at the right moment there on that one. But uh, <laughs> but basically, what it was is that, like, um, yeah, there was some sort of uh, gateway to cross time and space that some ancient Jedi's or whoever created. You know, they're the wills or whoever created them, and Ahsoka actually fell into it, and fought back Palpatine who was trying to break in. Like he had been trying to bust through and if he had, he would have made it to, you know, conquer time and space. Um, and they thwarted him, you know, but it, but ever since they opened that door of that, everybody's like, Oh, anything's possible. You know, like, um, you know, Darth doesn't turn to eat, you know, Anakin stays a good guy, raises Luke and Leia, you know, he, he's a great dad. You know, like, I mean, they've done, you know, tons of what ifs. Yeah, of what ifs. Yeah. Infinities for Star Wars fans. Hmm. Um, and Dark Horse Star Wars fans. Um, <laughs> there have, have been, like, what, comics or novels or? For what? Yeah. They, for for these, these what if stories. Well, the, there was a line of books from Dark Horse called the Infinities. Yeah, okay. it was and yeah, they, it was their version of like a what if or yeah. or like an Elseworlds or something. And they would take the premise from the movies but change a, mo- a critical moment in the movie. Was there a, was the there a host like a Uatu the Watcher that <laughs> host? <the episode? laughs> it, it was Yaddle. It was Yaddle. It was. I don't, Yo- I don't know who that is. It was. It, it was, was George. It was George Lucas's neck neck gobbler. Yeah. Well, George <laughs> Lucas made an appearance in every issue of the book. No, so. No, I'm I'm just riffing on Stanley now. Um, no, Yaddle was the only other Yoda in episode one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but nobody knows why it was there and why it was never in another movie after that. No explanation whatsoever. I mean, George is like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why everybody wants to watch Mandalorian now because there's a baby Yoda. And they're like, oh, oh my god! It's also a good program. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's great. It's well done. Yeah, I, I a, thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, it's a western. I mean, that's yeah. space, space western. So. Dude, did 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 I hear something correctly? That are they planning a Mandalorian comic book? Oh, I didn't hear that. I thought I, I, I read that on the internet. Yeah, I thought Maybe I read it somewhere. I'm in. Yeah. Like basically, if it's Mandalorian, I'm like, I'm in. 
I just don't want to. I mean, yeah. I, I would probably be interested. I just don't want them to saturate the market with, you know. Can they make it any worse than what they've done? Duke's like, eh, you're Sweet wrong. Yeah. <laughs> can they make it worse? You know, like they've already, you know, yeah. saturated. Well, uh, you but, know, for sure. But I mean, with, with this particular, <laughs> with, with this particular um Dan's like, can property. we have one one sacred thing for crying out loud? <laughs> can, we have, can we have one nice thing? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's like, no. Yeah. No, we will give you everything. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make that four billion back. We're gonna yeah. that Apollo Creed's gonna get his own book. That girl soldier's gonna get her own book. Oh yeah. <laughs> Apollo Creed <laughs> and and that American gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know um, who they are. We're just <laughs> that's up to you, audience. Yeah, yeah. you got to figure it she's, out. She was a, a MMA fighter. If you're talking about it was Gina Star. Carano, right? Yeah, yeah Gina. Yeah. She was great. I, I I really I really loved her performance. Yeah, she. I think I think she's awesome. She was great, obviously in Deadpool. She was in um, Fast and Furious. For one one of the movies, um, I, yeah, and then no American idea. Gladiator. I mean, like even back then, it was like holy crap. <laughs> was she honestly on American Gladiator? Yeah, is that where she got her start? I think so. Yeah, I think. Oh, I didn't that know that. Thing. I thought. Yeah. You were just, I thought. Yeah, I thought you were just saying that. I, I didn't. No, um, that was well before she was an act, actress too. I mean, uh, hmm. um, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm fact checking. Real I am time too. <laughs> oh hey wire oh, yeah. so far google yep. seems gladiators yeah 2008 oh yeah haywire that was kind of like her like her movie like she starred in that right like that was her action movie i didn't movie. see it but yeah i didn't it see it either but I, I think she was like she was the the lead there's another one from 2018 called scorched earth that looks like hmm. she's the uh don't know that one and Daughter of the Wolf. That's another one worth checking out. Ah, now you're just making these up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like her that much, Scott. <laughs> I think uh, you're like, now, and then she, and, and, and then she, she had a cameo on Burn Notice, and then she did. <laughs> yeah, she just went through the whole USA verse. <laughs> <laughs> she was a corpse on Monk. <laughs> yeah, it's all the USA. <laughs> and that episode of Psych. <laughs> My favorite. You know, good, you know it's a good USA show. Um, it's called The Sinner, with uh, oh. Bill. What's the one that's still a lot? Bill Pullman. Pullman. Yeah. Just is it Jessica Beale? Is she in that too? She was in the first season. Okay. I she, I think she's got like I don't know. Some she's got her name still on it in some capacity, but uh. Oh. She was like the uh, suspect or the the killer in the first season. Okay. So he's like a detective up in like the the Catskills or the hmm. Finger Lakes, one of the two. And uh, there's always some like wacky like killer that he has to investigate each season. Okay. They've done three of them so far. It's pretty. It's oh. pretty good. Yeah. I I I mean I I've. Heard of it? I think when it first came out, like like I said, because she was attached to it, but I I didn't realize it was still going. I thought it was like one and done. 
no, no, it, it's it post Beal. It's uh, okay. got some legs. Yeah, I know because it was sort of like a Jessica Beal vehicle, but it's really yeah. a Bill Pullman vehicle. Okay. Ooh. All right, I'll just have to look yeah. into that. And for USA, it's uh, pretty cussy. Oh. Mm. Yeah. USA takes advantage of their – we're still cable. Like, okay. cable seems to forget that it's cable, and it is exempt from, from certain restrictions. Yeah. Like, like a self-imposed – Like 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 FX. They, yeah. they swear yes. left and right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So – there you go. There you go. All right. It doesn't have Gina Carano in it, but well, give it time. Maybe she'll be the. Uh, is uh, Carl Weathers before? Is Carl Weathers in it though? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're finally they're finally doing a follow up to Action Jackson. David Schwimmer's ex wife <laughs> from Friends was was in the last season of of Sinner. Yeah, why isn't there a sequel to Action Jackson? Come on, that's the only thing they haven't brought back yet. <laughs> Give them time. <laughs> they'll probably they'll probably reboot it with like Michael B. Jordan or something. Oh yeah, Michael <laughs> Jackson Jr. <laughs> I saw Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I I brought up Burn Notice earlier, uh, joking, but we were actually watching it because my wife's never seen it, and we need something to to binge right now. And uh, there's a, a, a one episode in like season late season two, early season three was, had a, a young Michael B. Jordan in it. Oh, okay. And same, same episode, uh, also guest starring, uh, Michael Irvin. Wow. wow. As surprise, surprise, he was a football coach. So and that was the show where the CIA guy gets, um, outed. Yeah. He, he and gets, Bruce Campbell was like the guy in the chair or whatever. Yeah. He's yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. the main character gets blacklisted from his, his spy agency and he is, um, relocated to, to Miami, which where he's from. So it's like his, he's got like a base of operations, like his ex-girlfriend's there. And yeah, Bruce Campbell, who's like his, who's an ex Navy seal, who's his buddy. And, um, uh, uh Sharon glass, uh, of, Cagney and Lacey fame is it plays his oh, mom wow. and it's, it's a pretty good show for cameos. It, um, Trisha Helfer was in it for a while. Um, I'm trying to think who else, but it, it um, Michael B. Jordan. um, but it, it, it's a fun show. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's mindless, but it's, it's fun. It's back in, that's from a more innocent time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Before the dark times weren't weren't all the times more innocent just a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a, a post nine eleven pre economic. Yeah. Like Mid aughts. I want to say it came out in like two thousand seven is when it started. Yeah. And it ran for seven, six or seven seasons, I think. It's quite the life. Yeah. It it it, it had some legs on it. So it's it's got a good cast. I I really uh like I said, it's fun. It's fun to watch. <laughs> it's a pool quote for the uh Yeah, it's fun to watch. Fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> quote some dimwit in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Gun gotta be more more specific on that one. Yeah. Um, 
So Scott, I held yeah. up Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yeah. Here. Have you what read number, it? What number was that? That was number one I held up. I think okay. it's a variant cover. Because there was different that, covers. That's why. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I, number three is the most recent. I don't have yeah. three. I lost track of that because we, we talked about number one because I picked it up after Christmas and yeah. we talked about it, but I, I lost track of it after that. Um, issue two hit the stands. I picked that one up. And I don't know if issue three hit the stands, but uh, Jared's holding it up. I stole it from the printers. <laughs> I hacked into the DC Comics servers and printed my own copy. No, I did. Well, I wanted to discuss it because it contains, I think, the best fight sequence I've seen in quite some time in a comic book. Wow. So it, it retells the story. Now, again, the series, like, Wonder Woman wakes up in a dystopian future. Earth's been like gone through a nuclear winter and she doesn't, you know, she's trying to remember what happened. Well, she, in this episode, uh, she gets a little more insight into that. So what is she, your issue? Three. Three. Okay. Got it. And uh, so it flashes back to those like days right before everything went sideways. And like, so it turns out like, the Amazon Amazonians like went to the, the regular Earth people and like, yo, pollution's messing stuff up, knock it off. And they're like, you can't tell us what to do, and uh, go to war with the Amazons. And so Superman like tries to be all like chill negotiator, and it doesn't quite work out. And then that's when they nuke, they launch all the nukes at um, them Hmm. Yeah. And then um, she's able to stop like all but one. It's a pretty cool sequence. Like um, her mom or whatever her name is, like was like you were made for this, and like pulls off the bracelets, and they're like go, and she just like like starts punching all these nuclear bombs. <laughs> but she doesn't get them all because she. And then so like she, so the mascara gets nuked, and then um, like Superman shows up, and I was like I tried, my bad. And then there's just a big. Like she just loses it and they start fighting and he's just trying to be all cool. And then like, she like lands a good, and he's like, Oh, all right. So it's like that. And then it's just like them two just pounding the shit out of each other. Oh, wow. Okay. And it, it, it tell, and then it parlays into where Superman is at now, which I don't want to spoil. Okay. I will. Okay. I will definitely yeah. Have to pick it up. yeah. I'm going to catch up on that. Daniel Warren Johnson is the writer artist. I did Murder Falcon if I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's a great book. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, this this fight sequence, it's multiple pages and the use of sound effects is just top notch. And it's just he's real he's got a real knack at depicting like motion. Yeah. He's got that like blurry line like effect. Mm-hmm. And it's just like he's firing on all cylinders with this thing. And it was just a really, really cool fight sequence. It's a little weird to see a dude punching a lady, but whatever. Equality. Um, <laughs> it, those two, it's just, yeah, it, it, I was just reading, I was like, this is some good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun story. Again, it's another uh, dystopian future story, which I said last time after reading Metal. It's like, I, I'm, they blur, and I'm like, can we just? Oh yeah, yeah. It's still really good. 
And um, it, it, I guess it, it's a little weird because like issue four isn't going to come out until October. So uh, okay. Which I don't know if this thing was delayed or not because of COVID. It says August in the uh, Indicia. Mm. Evidently, it was printed on May 29th. That's cool that they get that specific with it. Well, these are probably... They all say this? How many pages are they? These are probably longer than typical... They are, yeah. Oh, issue two was printed on my brother's birthday, February 7th. I don't know if they're just double issue. Are they like 48 or are they bigger? So I don't know. Uh, like these two were printed like in December and February because it's got the dates that they were printed like in them. Hmm. I would like to see that more because that's just neat. That's awesome. Yeah, wasn't printed until the end of May, so who knows what that means? But so there's a little gap in between them. And is this like what when they call like European albums, like the comics, like European? Is this like the size that they're talking about? I I think so. I think I that do this, but who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Almost like a tabloid size, but yeah, but, it's, it's pretty big. Like, yeah, it's not fit in any box, so it's, it's gonna it's, go on a shelf. Like, like a tabloid. I think a tabloid's a little bigger than that. Like, if like like the old Marvel treasuries, I think are considered tabloid size. That's Ooh, somewhere like that's in between. These big fuckers right here. Yeah. Yes. Ed Piscor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cough, cough, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta store that thing on its side. Because there's no shelf big enough for that thing. I gotta store my I gotta store mine on my iPad. So <laughs> <laughs> one size fits all. No, there's 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 no room at the end here. I I got it. I got it's it's all my iPad. <laughs> um. Oh, so I I think I talked about this book. Um, when the first issue of the new storyline started, so that was, this was probably. Let's see. The current issue is part seven of ten, so this was at least six or seven months ago. But um, um, the GI GI Joe two seventy two from IDW. This is like the GI Joe of Real American Hero, like the continuation yeah. of the uh, the original Marvel book, and it's a storyline called Snake Hunt, where um, Doctor Mindbender, Cobra Commander, kidnap Snake Eyes. Although it's they think it's the original snake eyes, but it's a, a new snake eyes. Um, it's a little confusing, but basically it's not OG snake eyes. It's, it's a new guy taking on the mantle of snake eyes, but the Cobra commander and Dr. Mindbender don't know this, but they want to use him to, uh, they want to brainwash him and create like a, like a, a new, like a super ninja that, you know, works for Cobra. And, this uh, issue seven is—I mean, every issue has been been extremely fun because it's all—it's it, like if you pulled out your entire GI Joe toy collection, every figure, every vehicle, every playset, and just created this this wide, this large spanning story, and just played with all your toys. Literally, every single character is in this story. Um, but they, the, the issue before the entire Joe team is gearing up They're they're going out, they got approval to go after snake eyes. And then right as they're getting ready to deploy, they get the order to stand down and, um, general Hawk and Duke are, are debriefing in, in their office. 
and there's a knock at the door and there's this whole line of Joe's and it's like each one of them says, um, I need to take personal time. Like, <laughs> like they're all going after snake eyes on their own. Oh, wow. And it's like this fist pumping, like, yeah. So issue seven is literally, it's, it's like that scene in the movie where the, the heroes or the characters are like driving to the fight. And there's like this awesome music in the, like, oh, yeah. like Phil Collins in the air tonight, Miami vice, when they're like driving oh, to yeah. confront like the drug dealer. It's like that. It's like this really badass issue where everyone's just gearing up for, for the fight. And, and um, they come across uh, Destro and his Iron Grenadiers and also the Zartan and the Dreadnoughts. And they all have, they all have reasons for um, betraying Cobra or Cobra Commander. So now they're all joining forces to attack Cobra and, and get Snake Eyes back. And it's just like, like the, like the 10 year old in me is like, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. (laughs) It's just the, just the, the most fun issue of like GI Joe. And like I said, it's, it was like just this action movie just set up like it's, and it's, and and we still have issues eight, nine and 10 or or parts eight, nine and 10 to go. So it's, it's just going to get more like balls out crazy, I think. But like, if you're, if you're a fan of like old, like old school GI Joe with all the, like I said, they, 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 I don't know who's right. Like, well, well, Larry Ham is writing this, yeah but the, the artists, they must've had to like really go into the archives and pull out reference for a lot of these vehicles. Cause there are vehicles that I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot that vehicle even existed. I mean, that's and, the thing to that's the thing to remember is that Larry Hanna actually um, wrote all the bios for all the toys, mm-hmm. like in, originally. So like he's he probably has all that material somewhere in his house. You know, he's just like here. I'm gonna you know all these vehicles are gonna be in this issue, and he just sends over like a, a zip drive of it. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, that's this is it's it's pretty pretty awesome it's just as a as a joe as a, like an old school joe fan this this just hit like checked off so many boxes that's so cool. yeah nice yeah i mean that's my original jam too like that's what got me into comic books was um you know star wars gi joe and transformers you know that was where my gateway into the the larger world of comic reading so mm-hmm. um yeah so Oh, a lot to those old issues. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it's crazy good stuff. I I did not, I, I tried to jump back on when they brought it back, but I just couldn't, I it's, couldn't do it, but it yeah, maybe now, maybe, I don't know. This, this storyline would probably be a good point to jump on just because it's, it's, it's like, you don't have to know a lot. Go, I mean, granted, I, I, like there's some new characters that are introduced. And again, like there's the whole thing with the new snake eyes. I don't understand any of that, but you know, short of going back and like looking at Wikipedia, like I'm not really, I I don't even know where to start to figure this out. Previous hundred issues. And yeah, 
yeah. but <laughs> but I would say I, I would say like you should just jump on with like with Snake Hunt and just and just see where that takes all you. All right. I mean, in have fact, to do that. you can. I mean, and and we got all the issues. Um, Oh. On the on the drive. So if you want to okay. if you want to try before you buy type of thing, okay, you can uh you can check out the uh, the PDFs and then share your thoughts because that's why they're here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them the approving nod, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> well, um, so we're we're definitely over the hour mark. I don't know if if anyone's got anything else to talk about or if we should start wrapping it up. You know what I. Since I feel like I didn't re- actually review a book, yeah, did I not? Um, I had I just had this one sitting here from uh, even from last show that I didn't get to. Uh, Wind, have you read Wind? W Y N D. Oh, I started to because uh, once again we we got a preview copy of it and um, I only made it like three or four pages in and I got distracted and. Yeah. Um, it's, I yeah yeah I I, I don't know I don't want to go in too deep but it's. Uh, James Tinian Four wrote it, which is right there. I was like, "Well, I need to read it just for that reason," um, considering his run on runs on Batman and stuff like that. Um, but also Michael uh, Dianalis Dianalis um, art. It's mm-hmm. got a nice cartoony feel. It almost feels like this should be like the Netflix animated kind of show. You know, like a little dose of enchantment or something like that. But it's basically, um, you know, it definitely deals with, uh, you know, teenage problems, you know, um, growing up where you don't fit in, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but it's all set in like this, uh, this world where, which is kind of funny, but he almost basically says, calls them weird, weirdlings, which is funny because that's something that, uh. you know, <laughs> our, our friend. Uh-oh. Our friend Brian Babiak, you know, had some book series and very, you know, had worked on. And, um, but these characters are, they, they're magic characters and they're outlawed and they're basic. And this, this kid's a, a magic born character. Um, you know, he's magic born. So his family tries to just keep him hidden because he would, he would just get killed. Like they would, they don't tolerate magic at all. And it's, due to some problems that they've had in the past with magic, you know, getting out of control. So it, it basically, it applies to some, you know, fears that people have nowadays too, where, you know, like it's, uh, you know, their, their towns are like, you know, almost like police state and, you know, they're afraid to be, you know, them, their true selves in this world. I mean, there's, there's some good layers in this book for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that people should check it out, give it a read. Um, the art is just, you know, so much fun. Like just yeah. jumping on that cover is, is something I, I wish I would have drawn, you know, it's just that fun, mm-hmm. light, you know, kind of fun stuff. Um, so yeah, check it out. Win number one. That's it. <laughs> I'd I'd skim through, but I didn't read it. Read it now. Go back and read it. Oh yeah, it's definitely plugged in. I mean, it's plugged into you know, um, you know, the hot topics of the day. Like it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. I like the character design in it. 
Yeah. I say that just, you know, scrolling through it real again. Um, the, 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 st- the art style caught my eye the first the only, time. The only thing I'll say, probably the only criticism I have is that I thought the hook at the, on the last page wasn't that good at all. You know, like it almost was like he, he's like, well, I, I wrote so much in this book and I didn't give you a good hook, but you know, there's more coming, you know, it's almost mm. like this is just like, you just like you put a bookmark in it, grab the next issue and pull your bookmark out and keep reading. Okay. Because yeah, just, as cliffhangers go, it's weak sauce. Yeah. It's not much of a cliffhanger, but it's, but it's almost like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta go to bed and go to work. So I'm going to throw a bookmark in this. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how it, it reads. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I'm about Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like the end of a chapter in a book as opposed to like the end of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's right. Hmm. He's good. Interesting. He knows some things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm reading I'm reading his run of uh, Batman right now too. So that's yeah, great stuff. The problem is I look through the uh, the drive like way too late at night to read anything. So I'm like, oh, that looks good. But it's like, I don't have time to read a book. <laughs> right. I see yeah. it like beam into my brain, the experience. Or, like, <laughs> that's, like, just make me think I read it. Well, that, that I, I do something similar where I, I scroll through and I'm like, oh, that looks inter- interesting. And I, I just grab a bunch of like six, 10, 12 like books put them on my, on my reader, on my iPad. And then I promptly forget about them. And the next, then I'm trying to do something and it's like, you're out of space. I'm like, what? (laughs) Then I got to go back and I got to delete all these books. (laughs) I'm like, well, that, that didn't really accomplish Uh anything. Don't you wish you had a bookshelf now? Touche. I mean, crap, I got to buy more iPads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put all my comics on. And stack all the iPads on the shelf. That's right. <laughs> See, uh, what an easy solution and cost effective, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really a no brainer. It really is. Yes. Zero brains. Yes. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. Any uh, any anything else we want to cover before we uh, we uh, split for the night? Uh, yes, sir. The last, issue, the last issue of Outer Darkness and Chew came out um, recently as well. And Scott, did you? We discussed this last time. Then are you not a reader of Outer Darkness? Is I am not familiar with this. Not familiar. All right. I thought yeah. that might have been me. I I read the first few issues of Outer Darkness. And one of you was surprised I didn't read it. But At I, any rate, um, it, it was a fun little mini series, and it was interesting. Basically, I'm just going to give it away. So the premise is they're like some spaceship or whatever. I don't know all the ins and outs of their world, but the Chew crossover was basically they had an, an issue and a MacGuffin, and in order to resolve said MacGuffin, they brought to life the Chew characters out of the comic book to use their um, like abilities. Like there was some alien race that communicates through food. So they brought to life via this like three dimensional hologram, Tony Chu to use him. Hmm. And, and then, then they became self-aware and then like the rest of the characters like were brought to life out of the book and then hijinks ensue. Hmm. 
So they do. So it wasn't like, oh, they, they at first you're like, oh, they zapped him out of their time. They brought him to the future. Like this takes place in between. Like this is canon, but it's not like mm. in, in, in that outer darkness world that she was a comic book, like from the distant past. Interesting. Yeah, it, it was a neat little uh, way to do it. Very, very meta. Very. But that's it. All right. It was fun. And three issues. So it was like, it just, it did what it needed to do and then it was over. I appreciate that. That's awesome. That's it. Another one for okay. the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the shelf, you know, you got to change that's right. it. Yeah, the it's going on a shelf in my world. But yeah. <laughs> Another one for the virtual shelf. Yeah. <laughs> virtual long box. Mm hmm. All right. Well, um, Dan, I, I, this seems like it seems weird, but I think you should give a shout out to your new uh, VHS uh, venture for you before we sign off. Oh, <laughs> kind of a funny idea. Yeah, I just I, I started this last night on a on a whim. I um, I've actually been talking with uh, two of my close buddies from high school. Uh, we've been friends, God, since seventh grade, and we've been talking about doing a project together. And we we still, you know, it's one of those things we just can't wrap our minds around what we want to do. And I was sitting there last night, late last night, watching um, Remo. Oh, Remo Williams, The Adventures, The Adventures Begin with Fred Ward, and just a classic oh action kind of action, a little bit of comedy, but it's, it's from my from my youth, and got me nostalgic for all kinds of you know all the videos that we used to rent and all the movies my dad used to bring home. And I started this, um, blog or this, uh, you know, social media account called, uh, those VHS years. And I'm just going to kind of chronicle watching old movies or like movies that like either I, I watched growing up or, or would have watched maybe. And I never got around to, but, but probably like within the years of like, I would say 1983 to 1989. I would I would kind of use that that time frame. Yeah. So, yeah, right, you yeah. can a golden age of the VHS. Yeah. yeah. So it, I I made a, a a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I literally I, I'm sitting on my couch. I did it all on my phone. <laughs> and like <laughs> as I'm watching Remo Williams, I'm just doing all this. Um, but it's uh, it's. Each 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 account is it's uh, those VHS years. So if you're interested in in a VHS culture and movies from the '80s, you know, check it out and you know. Remo Williams, the adventure that never continued. Did you, Duke? Did you know that um that there was technically a sequel to that movie? What? It, but it was a it was a made for TV movie that was supposed to be a pilot for a, for a TV show that never got picked up, but they, they replaced the two main characters. They replaced Remo Williams and the, uh, uh, Joel Gray's character, uh, Chiyun, like his, his, uh, martial arts master. Yeah. They, they replaced both care, both, a uh, actors. So, huh? I did not know that. That It's called Remo Williams, the prophecy. And oh. you can it's you can you can find it on YouTube actually. Was it's it part a, of the action pack? No. <laughs> <laughs> those those nineties years. Yeah, or whatever uh, that was. This was and it came out like like Remo Williams came out the the first Remo Williams movie, 
which is based on the uh, line of uh, old pulp no- novels called The Destroyer. Um, came out in 83. And then I think they this made-for-TV movie didn't come out until like 89, 88 or 89, I think. So it's not like they really they didn't really strike while the iron was hot. Yeah. Although I I'd I'd, I'd argue that while Remo Williams is a pretty awesome movie, I I guarantee it was not a success. Oh yeah. It it, it I don't think the iron was ever hot for Remo Williams, but <laughs> it's a fun movie. I I I can't get enough of it. Awesome. So, and oh, and uh, Kate Kate Mulgrew's in it from uh, Star Trek Voyager and. Oh, yeah. uh, Orange is the new black. There's a couple other like like uh, kind of um, uh, character yeah, actors in there, a lot, lot like Brimley. people you'd recognize. Oh, Wilford Brimley's in it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. So. Well, watch. You know, I I already uh, liked and followed or whatever, and yeah, I saw that. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll tune in. I, I did too, because I when I when I saw the follow this morning, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" That's what <laughs> I did. Then, uh, I didn't get a chance to like, follow up on it, but now it's that like I know, four a.m. when my phone's blinking, and I'm like, "What?" And it's like, <laughs> you like, know, oh, all of, all of my account, like, what? Oh, you know. <laughs> then it then it like eight a.m. this morning, I actually see Dan post about. It. I'm like, oh, so, okay. So here's the funny thing. Here. So here's the funny thing. So you know, I I I, I was up probably till one, one thirty in the morning. Um, my wife went to bed two or three hours before that. Um, so I, I wake up this morning and, you know, she's already kind of sitting up in bed and like playing with the dog and checking her phone and it's r- just real quiet. And then she just goes, so you started, started another social media account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's sickness. <laughs> How many is that now? I've lost track. I mean, between my my own personal stuff, like just Dan Greenwald, yeah. Comic Book Pit, uh, Inscan Park. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have one for Star Trek. Um, yeah. I've got one. Uh, well, now I've got one for the VHS culture, and that's what I've got one for Thriftburg. Um, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're piling up. Fast. Yeah. They really are. I'm, I'm, I'm really losing track. Dan's, Dan's like, he's like skipping rocks across the internet. You know, he's just like, <laughs> look, look at that one go. He's like, I got like 21 skips on that one. <laughs> yeah. Like they just keep going. He's like, yep. I got another one. I like it though. It's you're, you're like a, you're an evergreen of, uh, <laughs> of projects. Yeah. It's all, you know, so I guess it's, it's all about evergreen. like, uh, yeah keeping busy and making, you know, making content and seeing what sticks, I guess. That's, that's cool. Hey, maybe you get on the news again. Yeah. You never know. I had my, I had my 15 seconds of fame and, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I, and I do feel kind of bad. Like I, I really, I've, I've let the Yins can park account, um, lapse. I mean, I, um, but people still, uh, tweet things at me and share things with me and, you know, and I'll I'll retweet and stuff like that, but I I really haven't uh, given that um, any attention in a long time. You need an intern. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you had it, it was no longer yours. It was like 
it belonged to the world. Yeah, it became the community. Yeah, and all they needed to really do was just tag. Which, which, which actually kind of it, it kind of made things easier because I because when everything started, I was literally taking all the pictures, but and posting them. But then once things picked up steam, I mean, I like the amount of emails I got with pictures. I had enough content for I think once I, I, I had enough co- content for like, I could have posted a brand new picture every day for like two months <laughs> with everything that people like people were sending me. And, and I was getting stuff from like all over, like I wouldn't say all over the country, but like a lot of transplanted Pittsburghers would find the site and then they would say, Oh, Hey, greetings from Wisconsin. Here's oh, a picture okay. of a, of a Jag off parking, uh, like a, you know, Stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I I really should pick it back up, but uh, because it's 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 kind of an easy thing to. Oh yeah. Like like when I think about it, it, it's kind of an easy thing to maintain, but I just have to work it back into my my life, back into my schedule. So. I know. I I honestly started thinking about that. How I knew I knew you had a bunch of accounts and how you juggled it, and I was like. Do you just think of them or do you, you know, you're like, oh, I haven't posted on that in a while. Or do you actually have a schedule? Because I would never post. I, like, I don't post now. If you like, rotate I, that camera, there's a giant never, whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Seriously, I thought once about, like, setting up a whiteboard or, like, a spreadsheet and making some sort of schedule because I, 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 I couldn't yeah. I couldn't keep, keep track of anything or I, I would – yeah, I would just let things slide and I, you know, I, I wouldn't post on, you know, on an account for two or three weeks and then I would get back into it and I would post regularly for a long I time. And I think, uh, Dan, I think your development and I think you roll it out to Jared and then Jared will implement. Mm. I think that's the goal here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I just, I, I just, you know what I, I need to set up like, two to four more projects and then I'll be set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, Very I think cool. we've, uh, we're, we're, we're closing in on an hour and a half. So we probably ought to close things up here. All right. Um, unless anyone have any final thoughts, check out seven by seven comics.com. Yep. Seven by seven comics.com. I was just checking the drive there earlier. Some of you cats like to take it down to the wire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> down to the wire. Like, we didn't even talk about the wire, but let's not talk about the wire. It's on the watch list. Yeah, there you go. Trying to happen. Yeah. Oh, lit- literally the wire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going off tangent there. That's a great All show. Right. All right. So I, I watched Homicide back in the day. I just don't I know how, you know, I've like, always wanted to watch that, and I, I, I can't find it anywhere. I got a box set. You're gonna talk, if you talk about Burn Notice and all Might those other shows, it. you have to drop the wire in. It's just part of the conversation. Yeah. comes like in a file cabinet, like box. Like yeah. These files. <laughs> what, right. did, what did it run? Like, was it two just two seasons? Oh, no, no, no. Maybe like, like four. Seven? Oh, wow. Quite a bit. Yeah. Ran a while. I'll have to, I'll have to, I might have to borrow that from you at some point. There you go. And That's then I'll start it. And then I'll start a homicide social media account. Yeah, <laughs> we can do a pilot season off that. For yeah, pilot there season. you go. 
Oh, that's another one. Pilot season. Yeah. Yeah. Pilot season. Yeah. There we go. I definitely, yeah, I definitely need an intern. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's close up shop here. Um, this has been episode 358 of the Comic Book Pit podcast. I'm Dan, and with me we've got Scott. See you guys. And Jared. Bye. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.